Okay, kids, it's time for another episode of the Fueled by Weird podcast, the only podcast now fully FDA approved. I'm Chris Daly, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with writer Rich Duick. Rich, how's it going today, man? Uh, going good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. All right, so to kick things off, we usually do an icebreaker question just to kind of get to know each other a little bit better. So today's icebreaker question, if you had an unlimited supply of one thing, what would it be? Mm. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one, yeah. And I guess like money is the easy answer because then you can have unlimited supply of pretty much anything. It's kind of boring. That's true. Um, hmm. Unlimited supply of anything. It's tough. Uh, I would say I would like an unlimited supply of Diet Coke because I drink a lot of it. And uh, (laughs) That's a good one. That it, uh, it adds up. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, mine's kind of in the same vein. Um, I would pick orange soda. I nice. like orange. I, I don't, I mostly reach for like Mountain Dew or something like that. But um, if I had an unlimited supply, I would definitely pick orange soda. So I'm kind of in the same wheelhouse. So I'm with you. Yeah, orange, nice. just like walk into a store and like any store and just fill up like a, you know, big gulp or something. <laughs> right <laughs> or even like in that adam sandler movie mr deeds where they have the fruit punch water fountain or you just have it all the time there you like, go okay yeah. i would take that because fruit punch would be a second one because that that would yeah. be awesome just to have it in your house all the time hell yeah that would be rad all right well uh with the field by weird podcast we usually like to talk a little bit about you know what field by weird is and it's kind of the stuff that makes you who you are makes you you know the weirdo that you are for mm. quote unquote so what are some of the things that, that feel you're weird? What are some of the things that you're interested in? Uh, well, you know, comic books, obviously. Um, sure. But I'm also into uh, just like reading science fiction, fantasy, horror. Uh, I'm really into like uh, Warhammer gaming. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I, I actually... Don't really play the game that much anymore, but I love painting miniatures. So like I have okay. shelves and shelves of them. Um, you know, I do video games too. Um what else? Yeah, I like uh I like I guess you could call it like trivia. Like I, I don't know, like I, I like to just sort of like it's not so much that like I uh do like trivia quizzes or anything, but like mm-hmm. I like really kind of like deep dive into topics so it's like i'll like yeah. get lost on like wikipedia for like oh, you know yeah. hours like you know reading about like the cuisine of like kazakhstan or like something like that you know like just nice. some random thing will get stuck in my head and i'll be like i want to read about that and like i'll just yeah 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 i i'm from i'm i can relate to that because like i'll like i'll jump into like a show for the first time and i'll be like well what's what was the inspiration behind the show? Or what was the idea? So I'll get onto Wikipedia and most times I end up spoiling it for myself. But <laughs> yeah. I like, I like to look into, you know, how things get started or just, you know, like you said, just randomly, just not necessarily into trivia contests, but you know, you just useless trivia that you're never going to need, but all of a sudden you just have that, that itch yeah, to, like, to go like and look it up. Head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can definitely relate with that. Um, So writing. How, what, you know, you've written a lot of books, you've written comics. Um, what is it that inspired you to get into writing in the first place? Well, I think, you know, I mean, like reading is like a big 
big part of it and just like um you know growing up i guess like and, and like reading a book and feeling so engrossed in in like the worlds of the book yeah. you know because i read a lot of like you know kind of like epic fantasy and science fiction i'm talking like stuff like lord of the rings and dune and stuff like that and and i guess at like a certain point i was just like wow i'd love to be able to come up with something like that on my own you know i uh, wonder if i could do that and the answer for many years was no uh you know it was like <laughs> like i could come up with like you know maybe like uh two three chapters of it or something like that and then i would yeah. steam it. but um eventually I, I just i i just found like i really enjoyed a lot of aspects of of like like world building and and um and going through like you know plot and then i think once i started kind of um setting my sights a little more realistically to the point where i wasn't like you know oh like um i'm gonna i'm gonna write an amazing uh trilogy novel or, or like whatever and, and it was just like okay let, let's try like a short story you know yeah. um and then also getting into comics and like let's let me try writing comic script as opposed to like writing like prose and stuff like that and just like the more i finished the more confident i got and the more um uh it's like i guess like you know you kind of like learn to use like certain tools uh when you're writing and and uh yeah and from there i just I just kept going and it got to the point where like if i have an idea and it's interesting to me i can like i know how to like develop it now into like a finished work that's awesome and yeah i know you know being a writer myself i i have trouble with that because you know like you said you'll come up with this really big grandiose idea and you know mm -hmm. where you want to end but in order to get where you want to end you have to start somewhere and then it yeah. can kind of get frustrating because you know you've got this big long path to get to the end but it's like I don't want to take the path to get there because I just want to get to the cool part. I don't want to do all yeah. the work to get there. Just let me tell you about the cool part. So yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And you know, when it comes to writing, you know, doing the short story part, that's kind of what I usually tend to do is the short story stuff. And that helps to kind of get the ideas out a little bit quicker. And I've kind of gotten to that point where I'm starting to try to, you know, maybe go out into a bigger aspect or to a different aspect. Cause I do a lot of prose writing and so trying to, you know, tackle a comic book script or tackle another thing definitely is something that, yeah, I can, yeah, that's, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you're coming up with your ideas, cause you know, I've, I was doing my homework and I saw that you've written all sorts of stuff. Um, Where do you come up with the ideas that you, that you do? Cause I mean, I've seen you've written Magic the Gathering, which is something I'm a big fan of. Um not as much since I've been older. It's something I need to get back into. But when I was younger, I was big into Magic the Gathering. I've seen you've written Superman books uh, for Mar for DC. You've written Harley Quinn books for DC. You've written for Marvel. Um, I saw even you wrote some Turtles for IDW. Mm -hmm. When you come up, and you've got your original ideas, of course. When you are coming up with these ideas, like, is there something specific that you do? Like, do you have, like, a like a writing ritual that you go through to come up with your ideas? Do they just kind of just come at you from out of nowhere? Well, I mean, some of them do. Um, some of them just sort of like come from, like, like I was saying, like I might be like just researching something that piqued my interest and it'll, it'll spark an idea. Like sometimes ideas will, you know, change from what I originally thought they were like, like just for like, like one example, 
Um, I wrote a book called Road of Bones. That was a, a horror story set in the um, in the Russian Gulag in the 1950s. Uh, you know, that's like where they kind of exiled political prisoners to Siberia, um, and just like people were like living there under horrible conditions. And the Road of Bones is like a real place where it was like they were building this highway across Siberia, and uh, they call it the Road of Bones because they were digging up the highway but people were like dying because their work was so brutal and conditions were so bad. The ground was frozen. And instead of, uh, you know, wasting labor to dig graves, they just kind of buried them in the pit that they were building the road in and paved it over. Wow. It's pretty fucked up, you know? Yeah. Um, but why do I know this and why, you know, the reason was is because I like, I had watched some like, movie or show that had to do with like a prison break i don't think it was the show prison break but it was just something where like you know some people were in a prison and i was just like oh you know yeah. that's a really cool setting for a story like i would love to write some kind of prison break story and in my head like i mean i usually like at the time especially as i was more into writing like science fiction or fantasy so i was like oh you know like maybe i'll come up with like some kind of fantasy kingdom or planet or, or whatever and and like yeah. uh, and we'll have like this prison break, but let me read up about some famous prison breaks, you know, just to kind of see if I get any ideas. And so I started reading about uh, all this like gulag stuff and and just how brutal and crazy it was. And I, and I was just like, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, I've never heard this like story before, you know, and, and I've never seen a story set in this specific time in history before. And I was like, maybe I don't need to create some fantasy world for it maybe i could just tell a story in that real world setting and then that's what eventually became road of bones um so that was just something that like i couldn't really have like planned out it just sort of happened you know yeah um it's a little bit different when i'm doing something um with an existing character like superman or even like or magic the gathering because you know that's like I know where, where that's going to be set. And, and what that comes down to is like, I find just really kind of getting to the core and the truth of the characters and what I want to say about them. Like, you know, cause like Superman is a good example because, you know, there's like thousands of Superman stories and a lot yeah. of them, you know, are like amazing. And, and it's the sort of thing where, when you first look at it, you're like, what, what could I, what could I say with about, what could I, what could I do with Superman that hasn't been done? It's like, uh, should I have him fight Lex Luthor? Oh, that's been done. Should I have him fight Darkseid? That's been done. Should I have him lose his powers? That's been done. Should I have him, you know, should I make a villain that like uh, uses kryptonite? Oh, that's, been, it's like everything's been done. You know what I mean? So it becomes yeah. less about, it becomes less about coming up with like some kind of cool challenge for him, like, and more about like, what do I love about Superman and what do I want to say about him? You know what I mean? So yeah. like, so like for me, it was like, uh, what I love about Superman is that he will always do the right thing, even when it's inconvenient, even when it's arguably dumb to do the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, in the story I wrote, like, uh, basically, uh it's it's funny there's like a, a youtuber 
who's like filming something on like a stunt on top of the Daily Planet and he falls off the Daily Planet building. So Superman saves him. But the guy's filming the whole time and he posts it on his channel. And then it becomes like a trend. People where like all these like uh, social media people are like kind of jumping off of buildings because they know Superman's going to come and save them. So they get the video and it's like, you know, hashtag saved by Superman. So the whole story, it's like, he's like kind of dealing with these threats to Metropolis. Like he's got to fight Lex Luthor. And then he hears somebody jump off a building, you know, shouting that and he's got to go run off and save them. And it's like, it's kind of like running him ragged, but it's like, he's still going to go and save all those people, you know? And finally, uh, not spoil anything, but like he has, he has like a, he finally like realizes he has to kind of confront the original guy and, and talk to him about like why he should not be doing this. Yeah. Um, so, but that's like really what I love about Superman is just that he's always, he's like, uh, he's, there's just like no question, like, like he's going to find a way to like save you no matter what. So it's like once you kind of lock onto that, that gives you, it, it's almost like immaterial what the kind of like plot challenges are like you know it doesn't matter if he's like if he's fighting brainiac or if he's fighting lex luther if he's fighting whoever it's like you you just hold on to that core of like what you want to say about the character so you know like i said it's like slightly different but that's uh that's kind of my process for when i work with like superheroes or any licensed characters like that's interesting because it's almost, you know, that story kind of is like, you know, when those kids are doing all those stupid TikTok challenges and stuff like that. That's kind mm -hmm. of, that's an interesting take on it because um, it's kind of like implementing that in the superhero world. Like how would a superhero handle one of these right. crazy, weird things like that? That's that's kind of a cool take on it. Yeah. Now, um, when it comes to the already established IPs, um, do you do you come to with the story that you want to tell to the to the editor and they kind of you know tell you like hey this is, i like your story but you need to change this so i guess what i'm trying to say is how much of the story do you get to tell with the already established ip based on you know um what am i trying to say how much of the story that you want to tell is changed by the publisher and how much of it is you know right the fully the story that you want to tell yeah, well, I mean, it's different every time, really. Um, some stories have like objectives, and and some don't. Like, uh, I wrote a um, a thing for Marvel Digital that was called uh, "Who Is Kang," um, and the goal of that story was to kind of compress, you know, fifty, sixty years, or however long Kang has been around, compress that history into a short comic that someone could read and basically come away knowing who Kang is and how he fits into the universe. And, and like, you know, I think it came out around the time Quantumania did, because I think the thinking was that like, if let's say you went and saw the Ant-Man movie and there's this guy Kang and you're like, Oh, that's interesting. Let me, let me pick up a Kang comic and like not knowing like exactly like who he is in the comics. It's like, this is just yeah. a little primer. So that was like, comic that had like a an objective um so that was like a little more limiting in terms of like what i could do uh but again what i had to do was just sort of really get to the core of like what what do i want to say about kang like what what do i want to come through uh for something like magic the gathering um i came on at issue 21 
there were 20 issues beforehand and uh jed mckay very talented writer he's writing uh avengers right now for marvel and moon knight a bunch of other stuff uh but he had written the first 20 issues and he had this arc that he was building uh but that arc kind of wrapped up around issue 20 and so i had like a little more leeway so i just came with kind of like the you know not loose but like you know like just like a general idea of like the story that i wanted to tell and um showed it to jed showed it to the editors they had to show it to the magic the gathering people and like we all had to kind of get on board but like once you're on board with like once everyone's on board with the basic concept like you know certain details are going to change along the way you know so um especially with magic um you know there's a lot of like continuity and and like um there are also things that are just sort of like in play that um i would have no control over or no no way of knowing so it's like um i don't know how familiar you are with with magic but there's this race called the Frexians who are like kind of like these I guess they're like the magic version of, of the Borg but they're like kind of like a big bad in magic multiverse and uh, all the sets that are kind of that have been coming out the past couple of years have been about this like war with the Frexians and so the comic so as far as the comic go they were like we don't want you to do anything with the Frexians because we don't want people to get confused when it's not exactly the same as like the storyline in the cards so it's it's like so okay so they're off the board so i have to like find find some other way to go uh but it's not like i was like oh god you know i've been dying to tell a story about the frexians and like you know (laughs) like fuck it up so you know um yeah things change during the process uh but i think you know in general when I like would present an idea or present like a story, like it usually like the, the broad strokes of it do get through, you know, um, you know, there's other one, there's other comics that like for um, like the star Lord comic I did uh, all I knew going in was that they wanted like uh it was like basically like old man star lord it was like the the wasteland story yeah uh so but they weren't very there weren't any kind of like specific things i could or couldn't do so i just i wrote like i think three or four ideas that i had that i thought would be cool ideas and i was like here they are like you know like let me know which one you guys are are like vibing with the most because i liked all of them uh so they picked one and then you know and then just further developed it in, into the story. So, you know, it, it's like, you know, it's like there's there's always going to be things that like the publisher can veto or the publisher can say like, you can't do that or, or we don't want to do that. But for the most part, it's like a team effort. So it's like, you know, um, I'd be like, here's a story I want to tell. They're like, we like this. Let's figure out how to tell it within the parameters of like what we can do and what we can't do, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. So for the for the most part, the stories you want to tell, they're letting you tell what you want to tell. And if they make any changes, they don't change it enough that it changes your story, basically. Yeah. yeah. Or like if they do, 
then I mean, like that's the job is like finding right. finding a way to have it still be a story I want to tell, uh, but taking into account those changes. You know, what like I mean? a happy like a happy medium. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's yeah, like like I could get a note saying, well, you need to change this because uh, I don't know, like this is not something that happened, but like, let's just say, let's just say I wrote a story with like Lex Luthor in it. And they were like, Oh, well you need to change this because uh, in issue 203 of action comics, Lex Luthor said, he, you know, said such and such and you can't contradict that. So it's like, okay, so let me figure out a different way to do it, you know, but a different way that kind of has the same, uh, says the same thing or has the same impact that my goal was with the original the original gotcha. scene. that makes sense and the other thing i was going to ask which you've kind of already touched on a little bit was when you come with these stories do the publisher say like hey i want you to tell this specific type of story with this character or do you say like hey i'd like to write a story using this character here's some ideas what do you think or does it kind of work both ways I think it kind of works both ways. And and one thing I want to keep it uh, like you to keep in mind is that I'm not like super far along in like doing licensed work with like for sure Marvel or DC. So I, yeah. I don't have like a ton of experience with it. Right. Uh, but from what I know, like from my own experiences and from the experiences of friends who are a little, uh, who have done like a more consistent work. It's like, I think it's, it's pretty much different every time. Like, like okay. because there's some, there's some assignments that have a lot of, um, you know, I wouldn't call them constraints, but like sort of like goals or prerequisites. And then there are others that are totally open. So like, gotcha. if, if it was something like, um, we want to write, we, we want you to think up a new uh, Captain America series, or we want you to, you know, like, or relaunching Captain America with like a new issue one, what do you want to do? It's like, then, yeah, it's like pretty much totally open where I could be like, well, here's my vision and here's what I want to do and blah, 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 blah. If it's something like, oh, we want you to write a tie-in to Fall of, fall of X or, or whatever the next X-Men event is, yeah. well, it's like then obviously whatever I write is going to have to cue pretty closely to what's going on in that event, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it really kind of just varies and it's kind of Yeah, it varies. Kind of both happen. Yeah, both okay. can happen and I think I think the more like I think in general like it's not true for everyone but Sure, yeah. The usual path is it's like you you start out getting assignment work where it's like, you know, hey, we need we need a tie in for this or hey, we need a short story for this or we need a backup for that. Uh, and, and it's a little more that kind of constrained work. But once you kind of prove that you could do that and do that well, assignments where you get a little more uh, ability to kind of flex your muscles or, you know, like kind of like bring, bring a little bit more of your own ideas to the table come along like later on. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I know I'm sure it's different for everyone. I'm just concerned. I'm not concerned. Yeah. I'm just curious about how it worked with your your particular yeah. experience. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um. So the big one we're here for, Breath of Shadows, your newest series. Um. It, it's an incredible series. Um, oh, thank you. 
Damien, thank you for letting me read it. Um, it was it was great. It was very extremely detailed. Um, and so I want to ask, like, well, first, I want to say for anyone who hasn't read it, do you want to kind of give a little bit of a breakdown of what Breath of Shadows is about? Sure, sure. Uh, so Breath of Shadows is a story uh, set in the 1960s. Um, it follows this uh, rock star named Jimmy Meadows, who's kind of like, um, you know, like a Jim Morrison, Mick Jagger type. You know, he's like the lead singer in a really popular rock band called The Shades. Uh but he's also hopelessly addicted to heroin and other drugs and the rock star lifestyle. And he's got like a serious case of like writer's block. Uh, can't come up with songs for the new album. The band is really pissed off at him and they basically give him an ultimatum. They're like, get clean or you're out. And he doesn't really know what to do. Uh, but his manager kind of turns him on to this uh, book by a novelist who, uh, everyone thinks disappeared but basically it's a it's a guide to like um the book is like a chronicle of a journey this this guy took who was also addicted to heroin went down to the jungles uh in the yucatan and uh found basically this like miraculous drug that uh like spiritually like kind of saved him so if you like Today, it's like something like what we would call it like ayahuasca or something like that. Something that will yeah. kind of like give you, you know, but but back in the 60s, it wasn't really like well known. So um, it's this uh, drug that's basically just supposed to kind of like bring you to another level of consciousness and and cure you of all, all that ails you. Uh, but so he organizes a trip to go down there, hooks up with this. Uh, crew of researchers who are heading into the jungle anyway to investigate some newly found ruins and all of them basically uh, run afoul of uh, kind of like a centipede worshipping cult down there. Um, so uh, <laughs> somebody called it a, a, a friend of mine who read it said, said like it's like uh, the doors meets cannibal holocaust which I okay was, yeah i could see that <laughs> which i thought was pretty funny like there's no cannibalism in it like technically yeah but, but uh but yeah i thought it was that was that was like a pretty apt uh description yeah okay i could see that yeah so when you were um when you were writing this book you know kind of like with your road of bone story did you do like a lot of research into this to kind of because it seemed like it's almost like you were there that's how accurate yeah. it was yeah, I, I did a lot of research, both into like kind of psychedelic movement and and um, music, but also into like Mayan culture and um, and just uh, the you know because I, I really wanted to be respectful both to the ancient Mayan culture, but also the culture in Mexico, um, you know, during the sixties. And it's funny because I knew I wanted to use centipedes uh, and I knew I wanted to use, um, wanted it to be set in like Mayan ruins in the Yucatan. Uh, and I started researching like what, like, you know, about like kind of like the rediscovery of a lot of these ruins. And um, what I found was there was a major ruin discovered in the 1960s 
in uh, in Guatemala, which is very close to the border of Mexico. Yeah. And it, it was it's called El Peruaca, which means the centipede water. So it was just sort of, one of those things <laughs> where it was like, like, just I don't know, like, you know, is it something that I read and forgot? But I really don't think so. Like, it was just like a weird coincidence that, you know, that that all lined up. Um, but yeah, I did, I did a lot of uh, a lot of research and one really funny another really funny thing was like it's it's El Peru Waka, which I guess translates into something different in mind, but like I got like dinged in like a review. Somebody was like, I don't know why this guy is saying it's Mayans when he's talking about they're going to Peru because Peru is a completely different culture. It's the Incans, it's just some white guy who didn't do his research or anything. And I'm like, I'm like, no, like like here's here's the article from like you know the actual re researchers that are you know that are down there right now like digging out archaeological stuff I'm like it's not peru it's just it's called el peru you know it's like that's yeah. just just like a quirk those damn, uh, those damn internet trolls man yeah i know well i mean like <laughs> the guy you know like he's not a troll i mean it's a misunderstanding but it's just that's like fair. like i just uh you know i really did do like a lot of reading like beforehand did that with yeah. other ones. CSR was like all my like historical horror books like it just uh you know it's important to me to like you know even though I know I'm telling like uh a fantasy you know like a fictional story so I know I'm going to change some details it's like sure. I at least want to know what I'm changing and why you know kind of have the background on what you're yeah what you're doing yeah. so you kind of know where to know what happens you can kind of springboard off onto your own thing but still kind of be respectful to the source material exactly exactly that makes sense um and since it, it dealt a lot with addiction did you you know do any yeah. kind of research into addiction as well yeah yeah i mean um you know i read a lot of uh not just for this but like one of my uh favorite authors uh is william s burroughs wrote a lot about addiction he was like addicted to heroin himself he's actually the inspiration for the bill tarrant character in the book who's like the author of um the uh book that kind of like lures him down there um i did that um you know I, i've like have like friends and, and people like acquaintances and things that have, have like struggled with addiction in their lives like you know i've never struggled with like heroin addiction specifically but you know i definitely have like things in my life that i i wish i could like do less of you know yeah don't <laughs> so, we all yeah so um so yeah you know and i just really tried to get into that like psychological like space of it nice and yeah, yeah centipedes was a good choice because yeah the whole time just every time they popped up it made my skin crawl so if that's what you're going for you you freaking nailed yeah. it dude <laughs> yeah well it's funny because it like the reason i wanted to use them was um was actually because of like a william s burroughs quote because he had like a phobia of centipedes yeah he just said something like the gist of the quote is like like any man who's like sympathetic to centipedes who's like come here my cute little centipede is like a traitor to the human race and be, you know, <laughs> Dude, totally i mean i right after i read the sixth issue i came down to my basement and i saw a pretty good size one crawling on my floor and it yeah yeah it creeped me out it was almost like it it just knew they like, just look so like, alien like yeah so like different from like any other like creature like yeah yeah it's like super creepy 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I agree. Um, and so I can't remember. Um, is it coming out soon? Is it all available now? Yeah, it's all available now uh, as far as single issues go. And the trade is going to be coming out uh, like in collected version. I believe it's going to be coming around like around September, October. So like kind of just in time for Halloween. Perfect. But uh, if you're out there, you know, you can pick up the the single issues or pick it up digitally. Uh, or if you know, if you're going to wait for the trade, you know, just put it on your list. Put it on your wish list. It's coming yeah. right on. So, um, you know, after Breath of Shadows, you know, what's coming up next? Do you have anything that you can talk to us about now that that is OK to talk about? Uh, there's one or two things. So, like, I have okay. uh, out in August, I have uh, another uh, magic story, Magic the Gathering story coming out with Boom. Nice. Uh, it's called Planeswalkers Notorious. The idea is... Uh, to uh, showcase some of like the more sinister planeswalkers in the magic universe. Um, so I'm uh, in a double, double issue. So I have a story in there and I think uh, Colin Bunn wrote the other one. So that's going to be a lot All of right fun. On. That's cool. We're actually going to be talking to him, I think this weekend, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. he, he's a great guy. Um, right on. You know, he's, he's like great writer too. So it's, it's very cool to like be sharing, uh, you know, billing with him. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then there's another one that I'm going to have to be a little bit coy about, but okay. uh, I am going to be announcing it uh, next week, right before, right before San Diego Comic-Con. Um, it's a new, um, it's a horror book, but it's, it's, uh, it's more like freewheeling and, and like a little bit, uh, a lot more kind of like funny. So it's, it's almost like, uh, I guess like Return of the Living Dead style horror than, uh, okay. Oh, uh, like really dark and creepy but i've had a lot of fun writing it um nice. that's four issue series it's gonna get announced next week uh i will what can i say say if you like if you like cars if you like hot rods and stuff like that you're gonna love it um <laughs> nice. like you know kind of like rob zombie uh smoky and the bandit like you know uh that kind of stuff uh i think you're you know you know i think you really dig it so um yeah. Just keep an eye out on my uh, my like Twitter page and social media stuff, and I'll be like, uh, you know, uh, shouting about it. I think I think it's going to be announced on Wednesday. Right on. Yeah. Well, uh, so for final thoughts, um, do you have any advice you'd give to other creatives out there who are you know just starting out on their creative journey? What would you What would you tell them? What's some advice you'd give? Um, would you rather have comic specific advice or just like just creating writing in general what either way okay both one or the other doesn't matter okay so i would say probably the most valuable thing that helped helped me uh that was like kind of like a mental hill i had to get over was the i like i had to do away with the idea that i was gonna write something or create something that was like perfect and uh, exactly what I dreamed, like right out of the gate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because what would what would happen to me a lot is uh, I would start something and it wouldn't be turning out the way that I envisioned it, and I would get really frustrated and just be like, "Well, screw it. It's not worth doing it if it's not going to be, you know, not going to be great, and this isn't yeah. what I want. What I wanted to do. This isn't living up to my expectations." So. 
that's like a real uh it's a real big hill to climb when you're just starting out so sure. what what worked for me was um forget where I read it, but it was just somebody was just basically talking about how like, just be comfortable with sucking for a little while. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, uh, just sort of like let go of that idea that like it has to be perfect. And like one way to do that is to like, like if you have this idea that you want to be like the fucking perfect idea, it's like, okay, it's like just put it on the shelf for a minute and then like do some like practice stuff like almost think of it as like warm-ups you know what i mean like yeah. write stuff that you don't that's not as like near and dear to your heart just as like an exercise just as if you were someone gave you like some kind of school assignment that you had to do you know and maybe it's not the thing that you're uh most inspired or or jazzed about to write but like it's just something that will kind of like help you work out your skills and help you kind of um understand what you're doing and understand where you need to improve because we all need to improve like you know there's things that like i need to improve like in my writing even even having done it like you know for so long so it's like it's it's like just like letting go of like the idea of like perfectionism i think is like one of the biggest things you you can do because you, you got to realize like two things like it takes time to develop skills takes experience but it also you can edit you know what i mean like you if you're a writer you could write a draft that's like total garbage but you finish it you put it in a drawer you come back to it with fresh eyes or you have somebody look at it and ask their opinion you can change it all you know what i mean like yeah. you, you can change it all before any other human soul looks at it if you're drawing you could do you know a hundred sketches in a sketchbook and they could be terrible and nobody has to see them you know what i mean it's like yeah. or and you can you can just erase them and like start again and you just it's it's not like it's a process it's not like a uh a, an a to b task it's not like you know it's not like doing the dishes where like you know you're done with the dishes and you're done it's like, yeah. you know, right. Just like writing, creating, it's like, it's like a constant process. So, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. It's like, you're doing it, yeah. you go back, you fix things, you, you know, you, you know, but I think the, the most valuable thing you can do is just sort of like cut your, number one, it's like cutting yourself a little bit of slack because, you know, it's like, you know, not putting that on yourself that like, you have to be this like amazing talent, like, you know, with never having like done it before or like only not only having like a little bit of experience but it's also just you know kind of being like um honest and humble enough to realize that like these are skills you have to develop yeah i mean it's kind of like you know i've been told to compare it kind of like writing is a muscle and yeah, it's like if yeah. you're practicing for a marathon you know you have to run you know, consistently, even if it's bad days, good days, you yeah. know, depending on the weather. So if you want to write well, you know, you need to write often because if yeah. you don't, it's, you know, the muscle is going to atrophy. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's definitely good advice. And, you know, you know, also to go with what you said about, you know, 
if you have an idea, you know, you should just, you know, write it out because you can't start fixing it if it's still stuck in your head. And yeah. I've had a few, I've had a few friends that are like, I have this great idea, but it needs to percolate up here a little bit longer. I'm like, dude, you've been saying that for like five years now. Like it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's overcooked at this point. You need yeah. to get it out. You need to start doing it because you can't change it until you start it. Yeah. It's like, you know, you could like, you, you know, you could pick it apart in your head, but it's like, it's hard to make progress because it's like you, you, you kind of keep, you'll keep kind of going in circles with it, you know? Yeah. Like, um, so it's, it's much easier to kind of like edit and hammer stuff into shape when, you know, when you're like looking at it, like on a page. And it's, yeah. And it's easier to actually see that you're making progress. Cause you could say, Oh, I'm still kind of just, you know, rearranging mm -hmm. things in my head, but you can't see that you've made any progress. If you get it out and you fix it, you know, physically, at least you can see that, you know, you're, you're getting somewhere. It may just be, you know, I changed the cat ran down the road to the cat sprinted down the road, but you still, you can see the change that you're making. You're making yeah. progress. Yeah. And you also like, you know, just the process of like getting it out, you'll, and cause when you get it out, like you kind of, you need to like put it into like a structure in order for your, to be able to understand it. You know what I mean? Right. So like you, you kind of need to be like, okay, this happens, then this happens, then this happens, you know, like, or whatever structure you're using kind of moves from like the, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, to like, okay, well, we're making some decisions and like, this is, you know, this is how it's going to go. And like, just the process of doing that, you're going to like, kind of find out what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. And you might even find some choices that take you completely down a different path, but that work much better. Yeah. And were probably the reason why it was like percolating in your head because something wasn't clicking because you weren't, you weren't able to really look at it from like a different way because you, you weren't like kind of doing what you needed to do. You're not really looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're sort of imagining it. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, man. Well, uh, let's give you a chance to plug yourself. You know, what? where can people find you? Where can people keep up to date with stuff that's coming on? Sure. Yeah. So uh, my name is Rich Dueck, and that's D-O-U-E-K. And if you remember that, D-O-U-E-K, that is the key to finding me online because there's not a ton of us out there, but it's R-D-O-U-E-K at Twitter, at Instagram. I'm on that threads thing i'm on blue sky everywhere i can snag that name i i, I have it and also you can go to rduick.com and sign up for my newsletter i send that out um yes you know, like semi like bi-weekly or so like you know like once or twice a month basically uh and i try to do with my newsletter i do like i try to do a balance of like i'll talk about what i'm working on but i also try to talk a lot about stuff we've been talking about of like you know um how i approach writing and tips that i have for um people who want to create comics or people that want to be creative uh sometimes i'll even talk about like um business stuff like you know like how do you like how do you market yourself how do you uh you know, should you be worried about AI taking your job, like stuff like that, like just basically yeah. kind of, you know, like whatever, whatever floats in my head that I think is interesting. I like to share with people and I don't want to be one of those people who's just always like, you know, read my book, read my book, read my book. You know, it's like, I'm trying yeah. to give people 
some in-depth stuff to read that's like wouldn't come across great on twitter because you know just it's like the space limit and stuff so yeah that makes sense yeah. mm -hmm. uh, well um you can find this interview and all sorts of other nerd related news articles reviews on geek-network.com you can find us on instagram twitter at geeksaz you can find us on facebook at geek network i am cd is weird on instagram uh the music for this show is by my friend it has a band named polygon horizon they're a fantastic band go check them out on Bandcamp. uh the logos for the show are done by my friends chris chandler and mike belcher you can find them on twitter and instagram and if you like the show please leave a review and make sure you tell your friends because word of mouth is our friend and remember kids to embrace the things that feel your weird and always geek responsibly rich thanks so much for sitting down with me today man yeah man thanks for having me I had a great time <laughs>